<laughs> yeah, baby. We're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKW. I started social media and podcasting. <laughs> the back. The YKWD podcast. YKWD is back again. Old school. Back in the day. Where it all started. Before them all. YKWD. podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the Bogdana, Sorry, it's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. Oh, we've been mushed right out of the gate. We got mushed because he played the wrong video. Hi, Mushy. Hey, Bobby, how's it going? If we don't get mushed, if you don't get mushed, it's going to be a bad show. That's all I'm saying. So this is going to be a great show because we got mushed the second it started. <laughs> Tell us what's happening, Mush. Well, we have an awesome guest today. We have Eric Griffin on from the Riffin with Griffin podcast, uh, Workaholics. Uh, so happy to have him on today. Yeah, yeah. unfucking believable. One of my favorite people that I don't really know. But I do know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you mean. You know what it's like. It's because when you do comedy, it's like you work at a super Walmart, and like I see you over in produce, but I'm over in the, you know, I'm over in the 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 the, the fashion area, and then we like why see each other I in the break be, room. Why do I have to be in produce and you're in fashion? That's all, and that's an area. I'm right, you're, 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 over at the, you're at the bakery. <laughs> the point I was getting at, Eric. Are you like a butcher? Actually, you'd be in the meat department. <laughs> Do they have? They don't have a butcher at a Walmart, do they? I'm sure they do. Like Walmart. Super Walmart, yeah, at a big Walmart in some little town where it's the biggest thing in town. Of course, they got a butcher. I thought that meat came in with the bikes. <laughs> no, dude. Walmart is just like Facebook. Whatever someone else is doing, they're gonna take it and try to do it better. They're gonna buy it, or if they don't sell, if people don't sell it, then they're gonna do it. Well, I wish they'd start doing massage parlors. How great would that be? <laughs> Go and get a nice hot stoop you, you and know hamburger. What? I would not be surprised if there yeah. isn't a Walmart out there where they have uh, uh, massages nice, going on. Yeah, a nice 80 20 fat hamburger meat <laughs> and a hand job. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. When you go to Walmarts out in like Texas or in the, you know, southern places, they always have some dude in the parking lot cooking meat like a barbecue. And well, people tailgate in those towns to go to Walmart. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, before the sales some, start, <laughs> they're in the parking lot. I went to one. The guy was just like, "Yeah, dude, I got a deer. I I killed the deer last week, and uh, I I think that's elk. That's what he said. I dude, think that's elk. <laughs> I've never. I didn't know what a super Walmart meant. I just thought, okay, this is a big store. Until I was in like Montana, and yeah. this was the biggest thing in town. Like yeah. <laughs> they sold everything there. Yeah. Like, I and just, they got, here's the thing. And I, I don't know, maybe I'll never, I feel like, and I don't know if you, you can relate to this. I feel like I'll never be famous. I was never meant to be truly famous mm -hmm. because I go to Walmart and I feel at home. I'm like, <laughs> I love everything here. I want to buy the jackets, the shirts, the hats, Everything they have, I'm like this. I, I this is perfect. I, I buy it all. I just can't be in a place where you could buy underwear on one aisle and then one aisle over grapes. 
You know what I mean? I just don't <laughs> like that. You know, Rob, I got to tell you, um, with these glasses, you look like a hipster Lex Luthor. I really like this. <laughs> You know Thank what I mean? you very much. I appreciate it. I <laughs> thought know? something else. I thought something else was coming, but no, no, no. I really, I really like this. You're like, I gotta a, say this, you're, like dude, a hip, you, you're a hip Lex Luthor. I like this. You lost a lot of weight, dude. Yeah, I'm down about 25, 26 pounds. Uh, quarantine's been good to me. Um, yeah, you got this beard going now. You look very, uh, and your shoulders are kind of jacked. Are you working out or something? You look. Last time I saw you, a little rounder. Yeah, I was. You, I was. I, you can say rounder. You can, you can say fat. <laughs> okay, you were fat as fuck last time I saw you, uh, yeah. and I thought I thought you were gonna die. Me and you were both gonna fight wherever we were. I was like, oh, one of us is grabbing our chest this weekend. Yeah, man. And, uh, you look good, dude. You look great. Well, you know, I just well part of the problem. I mean, not to bring their podcast down to a screeching um, emotional oh. halt, but like, oh. so my mom has dementia, you know, and so when you when you read about find out like how these things come about you know it's like it's about inflammation uh, cholesterol right. vitamin deficiency there's all these things that will it, it will lead down a path to that and i and i said well damn if my mom has dementia at 78 right. years old yeah. 79 years old i'm like hey i yeah. gotta get, i i don't want to i i need to do everything i can possibly do to make sure that it doesn't happen right. because of things that i'm doing so yeah so I Mush, start- let's uh, start the show. Introduce who, who we got today. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Listen, man, I hear you. It's start. I'm I'm 50. I just turned 50, and in December I was in Aruba with my kid, and I'm looking around and I'm like, I am I'm fucking obese. I'm done. I couldn't fit in the. We rented this four wheeler. At one point, we almost got hit by a car because my stomach wouldn't let the wheel turn. <laughs> my my belly button hernia kept getting caught on the wheel. It wouldn't let and- it. Hurt. Are you are you are you are you could just drive by doing like this? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh it was fucking terrifying, and I was out of breath. And we did all this shit that I've been doing for years in Aruba. I've been going there for twenty years, and this year I was like, oh, I I'm not I'm not able to do this. I got a seven year old. And he's going to have to, uh, I mean, he's probably, if I pass away, he'll probably wind up with a way better dad. I mean, my, my chick will find a fireman or a plumber or some in shape construction worker in a, a month and a half. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how I feel too about my chick. I was like, you know what? I made a promise. I said, cause I'm now engaged too, by the way. And exactly. I was like, uh, and I said, and I was like, oh, I got to I, my goal is to like, go on our honeymoon and I could have my shirt off and not be embarrassed. So <laughs> I had, I, I remember there's photos <laughs> on the wall from me and her in Aruba and me shirtless and looking fantastic. And I've had to wear that fucking stupid sun shirt. <laughs> you know, the one that it's protecting me from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's protecting onlookers from <laughs> <laughs> it's protecting me from getting rolled back into the ocean. Um, it's it's nothing on that. All right. No, it was a whale joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got it. I think it, it, we're just letting it go. You know what I mean? We're just I, gonna- I thought you had a thing you wanted to whip up there. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you, oh, you mean bold statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I relate. It's just, 
it's time. It sucks that I I had. I feel like this happens with everybody though. At like thirties and forties, something happens. It happens with a lot of people, not everybody. I hate when I say everybody, but um, and and then all of a sudden you get happy and you meet somebody and you start pounding on the weight. And then you're like around 50 or something in your late 40s, you're like, I, I'm done. I'm out. It's time to get back into shape. It's time to get my stuff together. And because, I, you know, what is it, 25 more years maybe I have on the planet? On I the know. planet? That's what I said. Dude, I felt the same way. Because I think what happens is you get into late 40s and, you know, things happen like things that used to happen fast happen super slow and things that used to happen slow happen fast. So what I mean by that is like, you know, I'm talking about half a donut and I'll put on 16 pounds, you know, <laughs> like just just out of nowhere. You know, you just think like, oh, I, 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 I'm good this week. And the next thing you know, your stomach is hurting and you're like, what am I doing? So it's like, you you know, you start feeling old fast and it you know, things start to affect you. And then but then if you have a person in your life that you really care about and you're like, then you start thinking about other things because as a comic, we're so selfish and self-absorbed. And then when you get someone in your life and in your case, you have kids, that's when we start to go, oh, this isn't just for me. You're saying to yourself, I want to be on a beach in Aruba with my kid for 10 more years and not feel like I have to be, you know, carried around in a freaking. Yes. You know, so I totally yeah. It it no, it is it is uh, it is true. I've been and plus, there's more shit you have to do now. Like back in my twenties and early thirties, I didn't really have to be physical. It was more I wanted to be fun, stupid shit, picking up a game of basketball, uh, rollerblading, right, 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 all right. that shit. I have to be physical now. I have to go in the backyard. I have to move shit, pick shit up, uh, rake shit, do things. And I know you, I hire people for certain things, but you know, I got to do this shit. And I have a seven year old. He wants to fucking play. <laughs> he want, he doesn't give a fuck that I, my toes tingle when I get up in the morning. He doesn't care yeah. about my plantar fasciitis. Yeah. He doesn't get, come on, daddy, let's go. I'm just so, keep going. I'm sure there's some more ailments, you know, just, yes, my, <laughs> Stop, he doesn't me. care about my leaky gut. He doesn't care about my. <laughs> I do have a leaky gut. It's, like, it's like it's like ten minutes later. We're like Jesus, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I I think I do have a leaky gut. I don't know what that is, oh, but I'm for sure, sure you have a leaky gut. <laughs> what? What? What's a, what's a leaky gut? That was, well, it's like when you eat certain types of food, it's like it's what keeps your stomach fat. And uh, I'm finding out oh. the, about these things. I'm going to these like um, preventative medicine health places now. So I'm going to I don't just like, you know, it's like a Western thing is to go to the doctor when you're sick. But there are medical places you can go to help you prevent from getting sick, help you keep healthy. So I'm going to those kind of places right now where they go like, okay, so you need to take this stom stomach stuff to, and stop. I, I took a food sensitivity test and it blew my mind. You're not going you know, to like a place where like the, um, a Guatemalan lady puts a, pulls a chicken liver out of your fucking stomach, right? No, no, no. I'm not going to those kind of places, but uh, I mean, but that, you know, Hey, 
<laughs> you do what you got to do at our age, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's Leaky God. That's, I love, I love this. We're all cool. producers on the fly, but so there are, um, you know, there are things you could, you know, you could do like, you know. So now I'm taking like amino oh. acids, and I'm taking like uh, fish oil tablets. I'm taking my vitamin. Like I didn't realize I took like a baseline uh, blood test, and you find out I found out that I was vitamin D deficient. And you'd be surprised, like half the country is vitamin D deficient, and you don't realize that you are and how it affects you. So I'm start. I'm taking vitamin D, and everything. My nails started growing better. My hair was looking luscious. Sorry, and um, <laughs> you know, Listen, so man, Listen. so I'm just saying, there's like, there's a lot of plate. There's if a lot I start of taking vitamin D, and my hair doesn't get l- delicious. I'm gonna be mad at you. Well, yeah, but but it also helps with your mood. I mean, there's just a lot of things that we don't What's know. What's wrong with my mood? <laughs> Yeah, you've been vitamin D deficient for a long time. <laughs> no, but you, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of different things that you could. Uh, uh, let, me, look. let me ask you a question: Are you still in LA? Yeah, yeah. I was born yeah. and raised in LA. I'm not leaving LA because, like, these people that are lately left LA, they came to LA because they wanted to be whatever, and then now they're like realizing that it's not going to happen here now. So it's like, why not be someplace else where the taxes are lower and cost of living is cheaper? So you're staying. You're you're not leaving. No, I'm not leaving. I'm staying in L.A. You know, my, I my, hope they all leave and it comes back and you're the only one there and you get I know. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you telling? You know, it, yeah. it, it, this business is so weird anyway. So, you know, you just you know, you just you just got to pivot wherever you can. And that's what happened to me with this stupid pandemic. You know, I just uh, I, I switched into gaming, you know, which you can see me daily on Twitch on Eric Griffin Gaming. <laughs> why don't I have? Why don't I have this type of stuff? So catch me on Eric Griffin Gaming on Twitch daily. You know what I mean. And um, what, what is that? I, I I game. You know, so I play Call of Duty, and 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 the kids watch me and they cheer me on. And uh, you know, I got you like money. 000, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mush? Why am I doing this? This podcast and shit when I can be playing video games in the shed and making money with teenagers. Yeah, that that's that's, that's what I'm doing. Sounds weird, but listen. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you have to pivot in whatever way you can. So like, so podcasting became huge for like a lot of people, especially some of the larger LA comics. They went into podcasting, and we realized that hey, we're our own entity, our own studio, our own thing. We don't really need Hollywood. It was paying it was paying sitcom money for to these guys, and even more, you know. So then they're like, so why be in LA when you could do your sitcom from any? You know, you could do your podcast from anywhere. I mean, I mean, look, I, I, I pivoted. Luckily, my my number one best friend, Mike Calta, who, you know, um, he was like, let's do this. We've been wanting to work together for a long time. And this just made it righteous. So we do a show uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and the jerk off party on Saturday, which um, definitely pivoted. But it's you know, I love video games. I would love to fucking. Imagine playing a video. How many days do you have to play, though? Listen, I play every day, you know, because I because I have subscribers. So that's how you keep them engaged and interested. You got to just keep doing it, you know. So you play every single. How many subscribers yes, do you have? on Air Griffin Gaming? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I have anything? <laughs> so you get like no. I mean, it's like it, you know, there's guys. Just to put it in perspective, like the, that kid Ninja, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a he, he's a, the biggest streamer in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, he's he has he makes five hundred thousand dollars a month. <laughs> a month? 
<laughs> yeah, what just to put it in. Yeah, a month, a month. Like, what, what am I doing? Like, gaming is way. It's it's. I was gonna say huger if that's a word, but it's yeah, it is. That's it's huger than comedy for we're, sure. We're not checking that. Ga- gaming is like because these people are the gaming world is crazy. They're just continuously watching. Uh, every single day, people are watching from work. They just have it on their phone, and they're just and they're on for hours. They're just letting. They're just. They're just. Yeah, that's the guy, Ninja. He's a phenomenon, man. He's just. And there's a I, lot. Of, there's a lot of people like that. Nick Merckx, uh, this guy Swag. There's like hundreds of these guys that have a large subscriber base. You know, if they, you know, they have back like, up for a second. Uh-huh. I do you understand? I was gaming on a, a fucking Dell back in the day, Soldier of Fortune. Okay. And then I went, and then I, well, dude, I'm talking before they had Xbox, I was game. Okay. I I invented the clan, the gays, G A A A Y S. (laughs) Okay. The gays were huge. I was ranked 23 in the world on call of duty. Well, I don't don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're not getting back into it. What did I, I, do? Honest, I honestly don't understand. What, like, it's so simple. Like, you're getting my wife. You're your producer guy, right? He'll he'll he'll, <laughs> he'll get you involved. What and, are you then talking about? and then you'll have what? one of these. <laughs> I want a flippy thing. What else do you got? Uh, that's it. I just got like, you know, when when this gets to be too much, I'm just going to put this on the screen. This is a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm doing it right from my streaming program, but. I'm just saying, so, you know, just to get back to it, it was just like, I, I, I you know, because I don't know how you felt, but when stand-up just completely stopped, I was like, I was depressed because I was like, what am I now? You know, yeah. like I'm doing this f- seven nights a week, you know, like what, you know, even if just half the time for pleasure, not even for money, you know, just, yeah, uh, right. and then like, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to get my thoughts out? How am I going to, you know, get, you know. I don't know. And then so I, I had to like really feel like, oh, I guess I'm more than this. I'm a personality. I'm Eric Griffin. And then how can I parlay that into other things, you know, besides. And then and then the podcast, too, I was sick of doing it because I was like, why am I doing this podcast? Because this is supposed to help me sell tickets and, and there's no tickets to be sold. So what am I doing this for? So I, I had right. all these thoughts, you know, so I'm back on track now, you know, because uh, you can also catch me on riffing with Griffin. I don't have a spinny thing for that, but I will. I should. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. so glad. <laughs> you know, but regular, uh, yeah, regular guy when yeah riffing but with you Griffin. Can, but you can also you know Instagram and Twitter at Eric Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we do this stuff towards the end, but I mean, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'll even uh, to my website, my crazy Mush, my website, which is uh, shit. I got to work. My, on my producer website. never promoted me this much on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes you. He likes you a lot. <laughs> you understand that? If he doesn't like you, he would have just been pulling up your website right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so uh, it is true that all these people are leaving uh, L.A. And and it seems like Rogan's trying to get people to move, trying to make that Austin thing the new spot. Is that yeah, what I'm? Is that what I'm it, feeling? It's not going to last. It's easy for someone that has three hundred million dollars to live wherever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy for somebody who like he he's not a regular human being anymore. Like it's it's totally fine for him to have ten houses and you know, you know, in, in ten different places and be like, oh, this is home and that's home. Yeah, great. You know, you right. and then. You know, he's got enough money 
to like he can fly his guests in if he wants hey come in stay on my ranch yeah. you're gonna eat elk for you know we're gonna you know it's a whole experience he's having so it's fine yeah. but everyone else like it's like okay you can move into austin for what is your family there like wh- what do you got going on i think these yeah. people are making a huge mistake and unless you go someplace where you know you want to like like um plant some roots okay but if you're just gonna go you're gonna be there and for sure you, after a while you're gonna be like what the hell am i doing and well it Tennessee seems to me that people are leaving Boston or wherever people are leaving though not because i mean it's it's a bunch of shit i mean it's the taxes the business is dead there's no reason to be in california uh auditions are done through digital means now you can be anywhere in the world on your iphone you don't need to be out in la to do audition there's no more pilot season really um and um you know uh and the homelessness is fucking outrageous I mean, they're just living outside now. It's probably only going to get worse. Well, I mean, but, but, that's, but that's where for every everywhere that there's warm weather, the homeless problem is bad. It's not yeah, just but, California. Yeah, but it was. Ne- it's getting. It's becoming acceptable uh, to have encampments, and people are like, "Why am I paying this much money? Yeah, I know. to to have this house or this apartment, which is the highest rent in the country, is L.A." And have a guy hypodermic needles in my backyard and a fucking tent behind my house with a guy shitting in my back driveway. What am I doing? Why am I living here? Let me go somewhere else. There's nothing. Well, that's an that's an unfair depiction because it's not like that everywhere. But at the same time, I do understand what you're saying. There's like you know every freeway you drive by the under underpass, it's like a a new neighborhood and stuff. And it's just like it is a sad situation. Um, But like I I don't think they're fixing it though. Yeah, but I don't think we're fixing it anywhere. And it's just like, you know, so it's like, yeah, you can move away and be like, I don't want to see the problem. But, you know, there's like, you know, the homeless situation is going on everywhere, especially when during the warm weather. Like, I mean, you know, like New York, for instance, like that that comment we just saw. I I can't stand New York. That place stinks. I'm talking about. It stinks. It <laughs> smells like human shit in in New York City. You walk around, and and by the way, and you can sm- you go, oh, that's somebody has some Chinese food off Eighty Second, and you know what I mean. Like that's the how distinctly that play. It just stinks. So it's like during the months. during the summer months, it's just like I'm like, why would anyone want to live here with all these people on top of you all the time, and it smells like shit. So and like people, every place people, has a problem. <laughs> people are leaving here now too, though. People are leaving New York and L.A. to go to uh, other places that are cheaper to live. Because you don't, you know, you don't have to be. If those clubs aren't open, why? Oh, yeah, are you if, oh, if the not open, why are you there? If the store's not open, what the fuck are you wait, doing? Wait for com- comedy. I don't know what those comics in New York are doing because the difference between New York and LA is these media, all those mediocre comics in New York, they actually can make a living doing comedy going to like, you know, eight spots a night at all these little places that are open and making $15, $10, $20. I mean, that's the thing about New York. That's different from LA. You can't make a living as a comedian in LA. So I think a lot of people were, were getting by, what are they doing now? And then I'll tell you what they're doing. Wait a minute. I'll tell you what they're doing. They're collecting unemployment and making uh, way more money than I've ever made doing stand. And they're still doing those little sneaky spots 
for no money, but this, you know, so it's actually great to be a stand up, uh, uh, a mediocre stand up in New York right now because you don't have any overhead. You're probably paying five, 600, 800 bucks a month for rent. You're making 600 bucks a week on unemployment and uh, everything's under dry. the table. It's going to dry up though. It might yeah, be. Unemployment's already ended. But, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, they, but, give them, they actually just gave more money, Mush. To no, New York I don't City. know, man. Uh, well, New York, no, but, I, even, I'm, but I'm saying, you. but I'm saying, but even still, man, you know, why would you like you're in New York and it's about to start getting cold. I'm not eating on a New York side. First of all, just eating on sidewalks in the first place is like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like I'm in L.A. Why? So I'm, I'm driving down Beverly Hills, man. I'm, dri yeah. I'm driving to Beverly Hills, you know, off Santa Monica. You know, you drive by Beverly Hills, and then I'm looking at these fancy, like crustaceans. It's a super fancy restaurant, and they and they got people sitting on the sidewalk. You know, they got plants out there to try to make it look good. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You yeah. know, it's like, so like, but this is L.A. The weather's nice. Like, what is going to happen? And because one thing I know about New York, it look it seems to me like eighty percent of the businesses are restaurants. You know, when you yeah. when you're you know you're walking down the street, it's like. Pizza place, Thai place, Chinese place, Indian place, Jamaican food, you know, what are, all these different restaurants. What What's going to happen in these cold months? So I, I don't know. You know I don't what, know, dude. I don't fucking know what's going to happen. It's a good point. I think that, you know, it was fun for the summer having these little outdoor places. And it was kind of very much like Montreal or, you know, yeah, Canada, yeah. Uh, the way they just did that. But you're right. I mean, either they're going to enclose them. And what, are you going to have heat lamps? So I don't know. I, I this listen we should be safe everybody wear a mask and all that you know but at a certain point at a certain point we're get, we're get, we're getting to like where these two worlds are starting to collide like where people need to make livings and 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 we and we need the economy to thrive and then this thing about people getting sick and getting sick these things are going to collide and one of them is going to win and the other one what, what what's going to happen man i just don't know what is going on dude i was talking about this on my podcast i'm looking at these numbers like these graphs you know you i went to john hopkins website um because they have a good COVID tracker because you can't i don't know who you could trust with this information anyway exactly but you look exactly. at you you look at the graphs right so you, here's a graph like of california so when it first started we had this huge spike and then it went down and then now it's still sort of rising because it's higher than when it was when it started, right? But you look at these graphs. So I looked at California's graph, and then I looked at Florida's graph, for instance. They look exactly the same. But Florida has been open this whole time. Right. So when I, I see that. I have I a show there uh, in two weeks. But when I see a state that has been open most of the time, yeah, versus a state that's been mostly closed, and if they have the same looking graph, what are we doing? I know, but if you say that, people are going to assume you're voting for Trump. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm voting for. It doesn't even matter. But that, I, I don't care about that. I'm talking about like my business is shut down. There are restaurants here in California that have been open for a hundred years that are going out of business forever. Absolutely. There, 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 there's like you know. This is going to have a long-lasting effect, and I'm saying it's like, you know, the way we're reacting, it's as if the death rate is at fifty percent or twenty. Well, I had a fight with you somebody. I, mean? yeah, like, I had a fight with a, a friend of mine Saturday. He's like, "Yeah, dude, the numbers are going up." I'm like, "Yeah, but how many people are dying? That's all that matters to me. Because if the numbers go up, that means more people got tested. They had it, but if no, if if ten people die from that." 
who I mean, yeah, that happens, but it's not. It doesn't mean we're 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 fucked. Everybody's well, dying. When everybody's dying. Right, right. That's what I'm saying too. Like when I look, you look at the death toll, and you go, "Look, we don't want anyone to die." By the way, but like, how is the death toll compared to the regular the regular death toll of the people that die from the flu every single year? Right. You know what I they mean. You know why though, Eric? It's 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 politicized right now. Oh, dude, it's, I saw this great I saw this great pod. I hate to cut you out because you're gonna like this. I saw this post on Instagram, and it said there isn't a. He said there isn't a COVID problem with the homeless because they don't have televisions. <laughs> that's funny it's true it's politicized man this whole thing is to scare the shit out of people one way or the other yeah. you know what i mean and you're right you go to florida they've been open i i, I was there were they 100 open i mean yeah, and, 100%. And, the, and the thing too is that you would think that okay so i understand when we first started we had to shut down because they weren't sure how this was going to spread and how it was going to affect the hospital system, which is important, right. you know? So they said, okay, we got to shut this down in case because we can't, if a million people get sick at once, what are we going to do? They didn't know how to deal with it. They thought they needed ventilators. They thought all these things they didn't know. Right, so here we are now, the hospitals are not overrun. Okay. Right. Like, and if they were, trust me, the liberal media would be outside, you know, CNN will be outside every hospital going, people can't even get in because of all the COVID cases. Right. That is not the case. So you know, what are we not, doing? Yeah, yeah, that's Amen. what I'm saying. That's well, my point is like, what are we doing? I don't it's know. I, I'm not saying not be safe. By the way, I'm not saying not be safe. I'm not I understand. saying you know, we should all wear masks. We should all like have social distancing. But why is our economy shut down like this? Why? But why can you have this business and that business open? And not a comedy club. Bro, and why, why? I mean, why can't we do it safe, bro? They're opening theme parks. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so that tells me that, like, so don't you know? You know what? You know, just, let me tell you something else, man. I really then we're ranting about this. Don't talk to me about health and safety and McDonald's that's still open. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. Yeah. Like all you, all these people out here, especially the the the, the liberal side, they're all just they're always like we the masks and and we have, you should wear masks and you need to, we need to be safe and we need to look okay. So, but you don't care about you don't care about that McDonald's has been killing people for a hundred years. You don't care that like so yes. if we're gonna if we're gonna talk Pre about safety. health if we're gonna Pre talk about health and safety then let's talk about health and safety let's look at heart disease and all these kinds of things that we could prevent we ain't yes. shutting the fucking economy down for that nope how many people die from obesity from fucking trans fat from all the fucking fast food shit Coca Cola how yeah, many man. people lose feet and you're gonna yeah, open yeah. up a fucking theme park and with things that were created to make people throw up and yeah, that's gonna be fine. Don't if even you got give me ice cream. Nobody would care. You know what? You know what the problem is, and it's and it's so politicized, right? And it's like, especially the, the liberal side, the conservative side. You know, oops, oops, sorry, 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 sorry. What's that? What? What's that? What's that? What's that? Sorry, um, the liberal side is like obesity is liberals' global warming. Okay, because ninety nine percent of scientists say obesity is a killer. But right. these fucks want to be like, no, feel good about you. You know, yes. you, you, you know, you absolutely. No, 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 no. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like, if we're going to talk about health and safety, then let's talk about health and safety. And it just to me, it feels like we're not really talking about health and safety. We're just this, this, this is some is, kind of weird this, thing, man. 
this pandemic was perfect for the for the left the, the far left because they it's like now we get to fucking use this to say these guys suck we're going to save you now it's life or death it's life or death when in reality there's fucking things like food corn syrup corn starch doritos all this bullshit that they stick down our kids mouths at a young age cereals are you out of your mind fucking cereal I know and, a bowl, and, a bowl of candy, a bowl of candy. <laughs> they're, they're addicted to it. When I was a kid, you had one, you got candy once or twice a year. You got candy at Halloween and you got a ribbon candy at fucking at your aunt's house. At the, same, at the same time, though, it started in our generation, though. They used to have commercials for sugar. CNH, pure sugar. 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 It was actually sugar, not fucking corn syrup. Corn right, starch, right, right, corn right. fructose, which is poison. They don't allow it in Europe. It's it, because it, I'm just saying, if you want to talk about health, yes. if you want to talk about, then let's have a conversation about health beyond. Like we should be telling people wear masks instead of putting hamburgers in your mouth. Yes. Okay. Like wear masks instead of drinking sugar. Like if you yeah. want to talk about what's good for our health, then let's really talk about what's good for our health. But because yeah, I'm just getting, yeah, yeah, because I'm really yeah. getting tired of all, all this. Um, you know, it's I'm, very important. It's very important to me and my wife, uh, you know, meals like my wife cooks meals, breakfast, lunch, and we sit down as a family to have dinner. If I'm home, we're sitting at the table with no nothing and we're going to eat dinner together. And it's a home cooked meal. And, and, and hopefully, you know, good healthy food once in a while we'll fuck off you know what i mean I, but i go over, i hang out with other people's kids and it's it's literally garbage they yeah, fucking man. give them garbage all day long you should and say they other they families instead of just their kids bobby what's that you should say you hang out with other families instead of just their kids yeah it does sound a little weird well he made it weird you gamers make it weird because you oh, fucking make here it we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> listen to you. Listen, if you pulled up to a school in a van looking the way you look, let me tell you something. Everyone's going to think you have the best candy, Bobby. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about candy. All right, both of you fucking Spaniatos back off. Okay. I know you're bonding over some horse shit and I don't like it. All right. Second of all, <laughs> I don't like it. You look like fucking Mush's uncle. <laughs> hey, that's what it is, man. We work together in San Antonio and we do like we're related. So. <laughs> San Antonio. Ugh. This is my that, thing. Ready? Club, Ready? Man. I can scoop yeah. my lower thirds up. Yes. Stick it. Wow. You look really yeah. old when you do that. Yeah. yeah. Stick it. You know what? You know what we're finding out about these comedy clubs, man? They're just buildings. That's Ooh, what that's very. You know what? I fucking. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, Eric! You're you're really you're making me sick today because you're on point. You really are just a smart young man. Well, old, but listen, you're absolutely right. That was uh, uh I couldn't put my finger on it, but you just laid it out righteous. Yeah, is they, that they're, they're we're just doing built. comedy everywhere? I yeah. I did a comedy show in a baseball stadium Saturday yeah, night, man. just as fun, yeah. just as funny. You need a mic. That's the one thing about comics that they forget is we only need a crowd and a microphone. Yeah. So, we've been, and and they, we've been making it out like they're the important thing. And they, and they, you know, like they're controlling everything. And it's like, nah, man, when we come out of this, we're going to need, they're going to need us more than we need them. 
And we don't need to do six shows, by the way. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? We actually learned that we we only need to really do one and sell all those tickets to one show and then go to another town and you'll make way more money. Well, they need to. Well, I mean. I mean, I get why they they do that. I mean, they got to keep it their you know they got to keep their business open. They got to pay these stupid rents that they have, and like they make they you know comedy clubs they make bad deals. They make really bad deals. They go into a mall where they have to pay thirty thousand dollars a month to be in this mall, you know, and you know then they you know they try to take it out on the 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 comics, you know, and it's only the huge comics that really that it doesn't matter for them because you know it's like. I always say this headliners change the ticket price. You know, like I can close the show and you're going to get a great show, but you're not truly a star headliner until the ticket price has changed. Cause that's where they make their money. You know, if a, if a comedy club is, if it's usually $20 a ticket and then so-and-so is coming into town, they change it to 50. Now that comedy club is still making that $20 that they were making. And not giving it to the comic the way they used to. Now they they just they still got that, and that extra thirty is how they're going to pay this star comic the exorbitant right. amount of money that they're going to make. So you know now we we're going with because of podcasting and because of doing direct to consumer entertainment. You know we're saying to our audience, hey, come to this little theater. And like comedy was booming before this happened, man. It was booming. Yeah. Comics were doing theaters and they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. And and I never thought something would shut it down. Here it is shut it down but as as fast as it shut it they, they, we didn't even get any breaks yeah man we didn't even get to slow down for the light we just well, I, and i've i've come to like really enjoy this the the time i've had off i've come to enjoy it i've gotten so close to my lady and like i say now we're engaged and i've, I've starting to like prioritize what's important in my life and i i, th- I guess i needed this little break I'm, I'm i wish we had a world shutdown day shutdown week every year I mean, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, and you believe in like the Illuminati and, you know, Bill Gates and all those type people are in a room and, you know, if you're you, I would they, they say, OK, so how can we get rid of people who have not been taking care of themselves? Let's make sure kids don't get affected. Uh, let's get you know, let's get rid of fat and people with like these preconceived conditions that are like old drained. people, old, old let's get rid of old people, pensions. Social Security. Yeah, let's get rid of all this. Resources. Yeah, suck all the people sucking up resources. Let's wipe them out. And yeah. also, and also, check this: we can improve the environment at the yeah. same Eight time. Turtles. How can, container. How, yeah, how can we do that? Somebody said, "Oh, I got an idea. There's this virus I can we can release, <laughs> and then we can make control it with fear and and, and you know, I mean, if you're, I'm saying it, it, it sounds like a great movie. You know what I mean? It sounds like a great movie. I so, was just talking about that with somebody, uh, actually, a big name comic who called me a moron for actually coming up with that. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying it's true, but I'm just saying, either. I'm just I mean, saying that it would be. Look at all the benefits that have happened to rivers and lakes and oceans. The ozone, the ozone closed up. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm just saying we should have a week, like there should be a week all over the world where it we just shut down. You can't yeah. go outside. You yeah. have to stay inside for a week every single year. It would do wonders for people, well, environment, it does wonders for, for it the does world. wonders for pe- people like us. But it also there are a lot of sick people out there that having to stand with their wives and kids, child abuse and domestic violence went up 
uh, a lot since this has happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, so, no, no, no. Of course, of course. No, no, I know what you mean. Like, you know, I'm, that's why I said a week. Then it's like you got to send these people home and go to school and go to work. I mean, the divorce you rate. Slap your, the you divorce slap rate is wife, skyrocketing. The divorce you, rate is skyrocketing. If you slap your wife in a week, you just didn't like your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. But a lot of people are they're they're they're, they're divorcing. You know, they're you know yeah. like I know when like they talk they, they I, heard, I saw that stat in China like the divorce rate is up f- four times the amount because after during the quarantine and I get that. Yeah. You're either in one or two states of of your relationship. You're either like, wow, this is the person. I really, truly know I love this person because of how we are interacting during this quarantine. Or you're like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. You know? I can't be around around this person. But no, what happened, I think, though, and look, it happens with me, too, is that you have, uh, we've always been able to leave Thursday and come back Sunday. Or, you know, I'll come back Monday. And you build up this uh, guilt and, and and you actually miss them. So when you come back, it's like, let me devour them. Let me get them. And by the time you have to leave again, yeah. you're ready to go. It's like I go on vacation for 10 days. I tell my wife 10 days because if we go for eight, it's fine. But I want to stay more. If I if I stay 10, I want to go home. I'm ready right. to go. Right. I, you. You, I want to stay on vacation till I wa- I'm, I'm ready. To, I want to go back to my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and, this wasn't a vacation. That's the thing, too, though. There's no there was no way to treat yeah, being at home like a vacation. So yeah, but being being around people that you're used to a certain thing, like I'm going away, you're going to school. Like, all right, my kid stays yeah. home from school two days a week. Okay. He would go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We had from eight o'clock until three o'clock to do our shit, to go back and take a nap, clean the ap- house. Go in the backyard, smoke a cigarette, cigarette, or talk to each other. Now we don't. That time was eliminated. Yeah, yeah, I get and, it. And when we now he goes two days a week, Thursday and Friday. It's like, oh, thank you, God. We need that. I love my kid. I love him. But you need a you need that time. You don't have to justify wanting to be away from your kid. We get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. everybody knows. I love, I love being around. I love, I look at, I feel the same way as you. I've gotten closer to my family. Yeah. I've actually enjoyed the one benefit of this whole thing is that I've realized that I love my life. I yeah, created, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, okay. I was always searching for, I was told I was supposed to be over there. I yeah. got to get to that. Well, hey, I, you know, what, what, when are you going to get there? And I'm like, I'm already there. Yeah. I'm I don't have that house. Yeah. Yeah. You're happy with what you have because our Very. life, our life became trying to maintain and search for more as right. opposed to, we didn't take enough time to just enjoy these moments that we have. And that's where I'm at too. It's like, I really love my fiance and I'm looking forward to like what the future is going to bring. And I didn't think I was going to be like that. And I needed to be forced to just enjoy this. Right. Know? Yeah. I actually, the one great thing is that I came out of this uh, content. I was like, wow, I'm fucking right. I love content. It. I love it. Yeah. I'm content and I don't desire uh, any. I, I, I look at when this happened, I, I say it all the time. I don't want to repeat myself, but I, it was probably going to be the best year of my comedy ever. Stand-up comedy. Like, right, right. I mean, literally, I, I didn't have to worry about it. And in, in one day, it was all taken away. And 
and that hit me hard and I didn't react right. I was a little, I was really fucked up, but then all of a sudden a month in, I realized I'm fine. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I felt what, the same what's, way the, too. what's the worst that's going to happen. I'm going to get a move somewhere, get a smaller house, have to whatever, go to an yeah. apartment again. I still got my wife and kid. We're happy as shit. And I still can do stand-up comedy when this shit comes back. Yeah, I felt the same way. Like, I realized, like, I've always been a frugal guy. So, like, you know, all the, like, you know, I've done numerous TV shows and that kind of stuff. And I realized, you know, I've always been someone that saved money. I always thought about, I don't know what the future is going to bring. So then, like, this kind of thing happens. I turn around and I go, oh, I got plenty of money in the bank. I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not rich or anything, but I always make sure to take care of, you know. So now these little jobs that I do and the little things that have come up and then I, you know, I could pivot into something else. I could take chances and take risks. And I was like, oh, you know what? I am, I'm going to be okay. I, I've made myself, I've set myself up to succeed. So, it, you know, and then that, yeah, then well, you just I, I actually, enjoy life. I only, I had very little money in the bank. I'm dying right now in a vine. I have nothing. <laughs> and uh, so I'm glad about that. I'm glad for you, but I am happy. <laughs> yeah. No, please. What are you talking about? With those glasses? Look, look it. Look it. <laughs> Those like go to Zenny Optical Special. I, I know you got the good stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know. I didn't. I didn't have a ton of cash when this. I, I would have this year would have been the year where I would have been like socking some shit away. But when but, you got a kid, it's different. So I, I was like single guy for all through me doing what I'm doing. So, you know, it was just, the, my expense was like, I got clipper tickets and the rest of the money went in the bank. You know what I mean? I, so it's I like, so I get it. When you have a kid, they go into school, you got, you know, I, I don't know if your wife works. I don't know if she's one of those that I'm not going to work. You know, I want to be a stay at home mom, whatever. That's you're, exactly what my wife is. And that's the voice she used. Yeah. That, that, but I get that. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I actually love that. My wife did that. When my wife, when we had the kid, I go, what are you going to do? She goes, I go, whatever you want, I'm behind. She goes, I'm staying home. I'm gonna be a stay, I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom. I was like, fine, great. And it made me step my game up. It made yeah. me go from here to here. I was like, all right, I need to be here now. If we're gonna live this life, I need to go here. And I stepped everything up. I believe that. I believe when you put yourself in a position where you have to, you will. At least for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. Matt JC just said that the only Bobby saved up bushcrafting skills. You know what, Fat JC? Go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> if I do have to get rid of my house and live in the woods, I'll know how to make a fucking lean. <laughs> you know, that okay. picture of that guy is exactly what I thought he would look like. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so close. If you call yourself Fat JC, that is the picture of a Fat JC. <laughs> He really is a fucking ass. He's my like nemesis his, in here. His <laughs> dimple was so big, you could eat cereal out of that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's um, well, that's that. great. Dude, I'm glad you're staying in LA. I'm glad that you have that you're uh, you fucking you have that perspective because uh, I, was born I, and, I was born and raised here, man. This is my home. I'm not leaving my home. You know, yes, the taxes are too high and all that kind of stuff. But like where I live, I, I like I can't even move right now because like I live in like a townhouse. I pay I'm renting. And so if I move now, my rent would like go up, whatever. So I'm like, I'm good at this level, you know, because people always like buy a house, buy a house, buy a house. But what people don't realize, let's say your house mortgage is three thousand. All right. So you got the taxes and you have to pay for your water, your lights, your the trash. You have to pay for all these things. You, that's you're doubling whatever your mortgage is. 
it's like you could, you're almost doubling it to live in that place. Well, then just go live in a nice, you know, live in, go live in a nice building where they take care of all that shit for you. It's all perspective. Yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, owning a house is the smartest thing I ever did. Greg Fitzsimmons told me that years ago. Mm-hmm. He goes, the first money I got, I bought, a, uh, I bought an apartment in New York City so I could own it. And the first money I got, Torgasm money, uh, not from Torgasm, from the tour after, because um, I didn't get paid anything for Torgasm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> HBO, let me get Dane H- on the phone. <laughs> HBO nine weeks uh, right after Sopranos during the fucking prime of the Sopranos. Nothing, I didn't get paid a fucking even SAG minimum. Anyways, uh, paid for my own operation through my own insurance. Listen, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you hurt yourself during that <laughs> filming. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have insurance, so I had to pay for it myself. Anyways, I. Uh, <laughs> You you yeah. haven't been the same since, but go on. <laughs> yeah, no. Every time it rains, my fucking knee hurts and my nose tickles. But uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. But we're good. Anyways, <laughs> I bought my apartment in New York on Forty Seventh Street. Best thing I ever did, because, and then when I sold it to buy this house, when I had the kid, it there's something about owning your house. I agree with you though. I, I bought in an area where the taxes were lower than, you know, in Westchester. And I bought a house underneath my means instead of, I was looking at the house with the swimming pool and the theater room and all the shit. And I was like, well, let's get that house. And then I just did the numbers. I always do the numbers like, okay, what if my career dies? I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? I buy the house where my career, like three years before house yeah, 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 yeah. where i'm at and that's what i did with this one and uh i'm, I just I'm never very, i just was like traveling so much and everything like that i just never I, it's just like uh, you know it's I, I rather have i i rather have my money being invested in the in the, the market and that kind of stuff than to be you know it's like when people say own real estate it's when you it's like it's a second property that you make for profit not the one that you're living in. Because like in California, you say you buy a house, right? And you're like, oh, buy a house, buy a house. And Ten years later, it's worth this. Okay, but where are you going to live when you sell it? Because wherever you, the money you make, you have to put it into the new house, which is also three or four times more than, you know, so, you, you, you know, it, it, you, are you really making? <laughs> and then when, the, well, then, then when, the- when, the, when you had to fix the roof and then. I'll tell you, you know, you know, what's, you know what's a fucking profitable thing right now? And I'm, I've been looking into it for a long time is people are buying land in LA land, which is cheaper and, uh, and putting these little tiny homes on them and then Airbnb being the uh, Airbnb being them as yeah, but they, yeah, but these, uh, d- the rules are changing in certain, um, certain neighborhoods and areas. You're, you're not allowed to, uh, to, to do that anymore. What Airbnb? Yeah, they're certain they're 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 trying to crack down on certain areas that that could be done and and how it can be done. It's like I guess if you owned like if I owned like an a like a duplex or something, I wouldn't want to have anyone live in it. Just the whole thing be an Airbnb. I mean that's right. the thing that's the thing to do. But like yeah, certain yeah. neighborhoods, certain neighborhoods are cracking down because they don't like the constant traffic of different people coming in and out. Yeah, well, fuck them. And here's the thing. I just watched this video on this guy who has uh, a couple places in California, one in LA and one outside of LA. And people are, people want that more than a hotel. Now they want to go in, they want, and even with the COVID, they don't give a fuck. They want to be in a little tiny home with nobody above them next to them on the side of them. It's better. You go in a hotel, you have to trust that the maid cleaned off the remote 
and that they they took that pillowcase off. Yeah. You know? Um but I'm looking into I'm looking into getting some land and getting some Airbnbs, getting some tiny homes. Rent that fucker out. I know I, I I get it. I mean, I I understand. Like I wish for my parents, they have a place that's like a you know they bought they bought this like townhouse condo you know within there's like four of them they have one and where it is, where it's located i wish when they moved because they moved to spain for a few years now they're in a retirement place but they still own that i look back on it and i was like i should have said let me take this over and just run an airbnb out of that you yeah. know and i'll send you what do you guys want per month like whatever you're gonna rent i'll send you that and i'll keep the rest you know what i mean because it would have been like so profitable like where it is you know people getting you know, two hundred fifty a night for a, a place that you know you could bring a ho- the whole family and be, yeah. in a, be in a place. I mean, it's like, especially at the height of it, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy right now. It's fucking nuts. But um, that's good that you stand out. I'm glad you're staying in L.A. I hope the business comes back, and I hope you're the only one, the only comic left, <laughs> and, you, and you and you rule the comedy store. Now, the comedy store was on fire. the The Laugh Factory, right? And the comedy store was at the comedy store was at a place that was like with a comedy legend legendary status. I mean, it's just the the comedy store was at a a level that I can't even explain. And I'm I'm gonna look back on that time and be like, oh, I'm so glad I was a part of that. I was in the heart of the lineup every night, you know. Uh, But it'll never be the same. Not in my lifetime. Not when I'm still doing comedy. When I'm still relevant, the comedy store will not be back to that. None of these places will. You know, not not till uh, New York's different because it's so compact and everybody's right there and all these people live I there. I don't know, dude. I mean, like, because I, I was thinking so. about the other day. I I'm so grateful that I was in that era of the comedy cellar where it was. I mean, Jesus, they had they had two, three clubs in a block and a half radius. Yeah, they had nine yeah. shows a night. Uh, I mean, it was there was so much creativity going on in the last 10, 15 years at the comedy cellar in New York. And I was a part of it. I was in the midst of it. I was always there. And now that that's over, it it kind of breaks my heart. I know. That's what I feel about the comedy store too. They got this documentary on Showtime right now, and I don't I don't want to watch it because I feel it feels like a funeral to me. You know, right? It feels like a wake that you're we're talking about. You know. So then now with everybody moving, and then all the like you know all the stuff, and then you know in news, and it's just. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what. And then when the comedy store finally comes back, it's just going to be a lot of like casted lineups. It's not going to be about who's funny. They're going to be like, let's make sure we have six female comics and two Mexicans, one black and a thing. So we can like, you know, it's like, it's going to be, it's going to go, it's going to, it's going to, yeah. And a thing or whatever, like the hodgepodge races, let's make sure we're, let's yeah. make sure that we're, you know, we don't care about funny. We want to make sure that everybody feels good. You know, it's going to, it's going to be gonna do that though. You oh, think- for sure. For really? sure, man. Oh, For sure. Jesus. You, yeah, this, that makes it sound, go back to the conspiracy theory, it makes it sound like a slate cleaning. Like, just <laughs> let's yeah. fucking clean the fucking table off and start over in well, every aspect. I mean, I think I feel like that's exactly what happened, though. It's like a hard reset. You know, it's it's like that. It's like that scene. You know what it is? It's like it's like Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? We had to turn it off and on, and they, somebody left the Velociraptor cages open, and <laughs> we have to reset the whole park again. But it's like, whoa! You can't just reset. You know, the the T Rex is going to get out, and the uh, you know. So that's what's kind of happening right now. People are like, you know, it's it's I you know I I'm probably on the the 
the gla- glass half empty spectrum of this right now. And, 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 I'll, and I'll probably rotate forward when things eventually start to start up again. But I don't think it's going to be a good restart. I think it's going to be a lot of like, who are we? What are we? Let's look back and be like, do we want to do it the same way we did it before? And it's like, you know, here we are. You know, it's like, well, you know, you're right. They're doing that in movies. They're doing, they already said the movies from now on, you cannot make a movie that will be uh, eligible for an Oscar or an award unless we say, we deem that it's uh, racially uh, equal. Don't even get me started right now. I mean, at least I, I, it's it's actually more intense than that, you know. So like, so there's room for wiggle room because when I first read that, I was like, like Eric, I'm sorry. Do you have a "Don't get you started" button on your? <laughs> I should. You, he, he's been holding that one in for like a week, uh, like, like, you know, for the last thirty minutes. You know what I mean? But you just sit back and be the producer, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 watch out you know what you know like, like, that was like a bad that was like a bad heckle in a comedy club you know <laughs> no but but the um you see now you, i lost my train of thought what were we talking about Just, oh, well, well, it's not our fault if you, you fucking lose your oh, train oh, you, oh, oh look at you q now ganging up on me now mister i'm not ganging up on you oh, okay so now oh you, you know what here we go here we, this is it i gotta put it on now this is a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say nothing. He's the one who said something. You're talking about movies having uh, to. Uh, oh, know, the Oscars thing. Like, so when I first read that, I was so outraged by this because <laughs> this is like what they people try to do. They try to like make themselves feel better by p- coming up with some. Like, you can't legislate how people feel about other people. You can't legislate like. Uh, you can't be racist. I can't be. There's a law that you can't be racist. You can't legislate how people feel and what they're, you know, you know. Yeah. So like, so now with this law, can a movie like 1917 be made? No. This is, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, now we can't make this movie because it's all white people. Yes, because at the time they made this movie, it was all white people. Okay. Right. So what are you supposed to do? But now, but I realize you look at it further. They're talking not, not they're not just talking about on screen. They're talking about off screen. And I could get, I could be on board uh, with that. But what do you mean? Oh, you mean just in general? Yeah, they're not just so, talking so, about so, like they're not so just talking the about you have to. Have, the, no, no, they're saying that you have to make sure that it's it's not just on screen. It's the, the four categories, yeah. and one of the categories is you might you have to make sure that hey, the key grip that person could be black or Latino or so the way it, you get out of it if you want an all white movie is just to make the the crew black. Yeah. All right, yes, that, that's like, that, that is exactly it. But here's oh, the thing. It's going to be late every day. But here's oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Catered by a pollo loco too. You want to keep going with it? The uh, <laughs> the uh, no, but the because uh, like for me, like you know, you watch a movie, like any see. I, I get tired of the 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 white guilt movies that have to come out every yep. single year you know they have to have the white guilt movie you know it's like so whatever slave movie comes out that's to remind you motherfuckers what you did you know and it, it's um you know but now you go all right so but if any here's a problem any period piece say any movie that's based before say 1975 if it doesn't have racism involved in it it's not real <laughs> So then you get to the point where you just want, oh, let's just make science fiction movies. Let's make that's that's you know because it's like these are the only stories that we know how to tell. 
It's like, how are you going to have a mood? Like, so then another way to get out of things too, is you go, Hey, if you're a white producer and you just want to make white movies, you go, all right, well, let's make a, you know, a, a civil war movie or, or let's make a, you know, this is a, on a farm in like London and, uh, yeah. In uh, you know, eighteen fifty-seven, we don't moon, have to a moonshine movie. Yeah, we don't have to yeah, make a moon. We don't have to worry about uh, you know, other other things because we can do this. I mean, there's just yeah. so many different. So that I get the sentiment of what they're trying to do. I get yes. the sentiment of like inclusion and let's involve everyone, and, and and it is important. I'm not taking that away. I mean, see, listen, listen I'm a person of color, so when I hear like say, for instance, white uh, uh, female comics when they're starting to like you know raise up and talk shit i go yo 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 you need to slow it down uh you can't don't take don't lump me in i can't stand the lumping in of all kind like male that this term male comedians and the, the, hey it. hey 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 you weren't helping me you yeah, weren't helping no, me won't. you you were propping up the white yeah. comic that you, you know you, the whole time so yeah. you weren't on my side you weren't trying to help i had yeah. to bust my ass to get here so don't yeah. lump me in with male comedians like I, yeah, I, no, can't, I hate I, it when they get when they they take I can't a stand that swipe over everybody. It's like we you know, we you told us we can't do that years ago, and now that's all it is male comedians, and it's so fucked up because there's a lot. I mean that 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 gap that used to exist doesn't really exist anymore. Every show I'm on, there's uh, a lot of female comics on it. Every show on TV has female comics on it. You know what I mean? You look at anything Comedy Central does, I guarantee it's it's half females. Well, they're casting, though. That, that's what yeah, they do. Casting, but see, know, even at a club. They'll be an Asian. To, they'll be like, they want to make sure they are they're inclusive. When you, know? you go to, when you go to the comedy cell, there's a ton of female comedians there. You go to the stand, there's more female comedians. You know, that's why I love Gnome, the owner of the comedy cell. He got into this shit. They were trying to cast him as a racist and a, a misogynist. And they, you don't have enough women. You don't have enough women of color or people of color. And one of the girls was like, you, you know, you, I, I work here and you don't. He goes, well, you work here. Would you rather work here because you're funny, because you're a woman and you're black? And she said, because I'm funny. That's why you work here. I don't care about your vagina or that your color, your skin color. I only care that you're funny. Yes. But then that just to be devil's advocate with that, though, is like this isn't a this has not become about who's funny and who's not and whatever. It's about people getting the opportunity to show that they're funny or not. And that's really what the issue has become. In oh, the no, past. Opportunity. no, no, no. That. He gives the opportunity to anybody and she got the opportunity and she's funny. So I, 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 I respect that, that he only for the most part books people or, or passes people at that club because you had your five minutes and you did it. You were funny yeah. where other clubs don't do that. Other clubs don't do that. And you said yourself, when we come back, it's going to be a different ball game. And look, yeah, it's it going to be different. I think it's going to be different. I think we're going to, I think there's going to be a lot of unfunny stuff going on for a while in the attempt to try to make people feel good. And then we're going to have another swing back where it's like talent will rise to the top and that will be whoever it is, you know? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go check him out on his gaming channel. What is that button again? Eric Griffin that. Gaming. <laughs> I want that so bad. And, I, and, that's on, and that's actually on Twitch and YouTube. I, I also like I'll be streaming in a little while on YouTube, Eric Griffin oh. Gaming. And I'll and uh so you can check that out because you know I premiere my my podcast today and then like I go on 
and then I game on my other channel. So it's Riffin with Griffin, which is Eric Griffin comedy on uh, YouTube. And then, you know, just you a fucking hilarious guy. And one of my favorite, uh, I mean, seriously, man, out of the LA guys that I've always met, you've always been nice to me, but you've always been fucking funny. Hilarious. Right. Thank you. Very and much. Uh, you're, you're, you're a down to earth guy. Uh, and I, I, I just really, uh, I love here's talking. My, here's my shitty podcast with no calendar dates. Go to the sketch. Is that his dates right there? The schedule? Yeah, there's no dates. Cause I have no dates. I'm not doing any comedy on the road because I just, I, I'm in LA. It's hard. You know, it's not worth when you're on the East coast or in your middle America, say you're in Chicago or something, yeah. it's a lot easier to be like, Oh, let me hop on this flight to Florida for $125 and get less money from a place for me. It's like I ain't flying across the country for half the money that I was getting before when I could just stay at home and game, you know? Yeah, but you know what? I do do that for some clubs that I love because they need us to help them right now. Well, you know what I mean? I, I mean, there's a couple clubs like, that are like, you know, I don't want to see certain clubs die. So I've actually gone in at what I would go in for a couple of days. I'll, I'll go in on the Thursday and let them make that money if they can uh, so, that, so they can stay afloat. But there, I've turned down a lot of clubs, too, that I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not. It's not worth it. Yeah, well, but, for me, it's like I'm not. I, I don't know what relationships I have with certain clubs anyway, because like they weren't trying to help me when I needed work. You know what I mean? I, I love you. I love you. You have the you have the vendettas of an Italian. Yeah, dude. I'm just saying like they were like, I, I'm just talking about it's like, come on. Like they were like, help us out. Yeah. Oh, you want me to help you out? But when but you were like not counting the room properly. Now you want me to help oh. you out? You want to help you help me out, but like, you know, you know, you, you know, you're not paying this feature enough money. And now all of a sudden, hey, help us. It's like, nah, you you know, it's like these club owners, they they pull up in their Mercedes Benz. They act, oh, we're not making any money, man. Oh, no money is happening this week. You know, then, then they're, you're talking to them and they, you know, they get so comfortable and they're like, yeah, I'm fixing the roof on my house and uh, we're going on vacation. You ain't making no money. Remember, you're not making money. So all of a sudden now you're making all this money. Like, shit, the I, was fuck, at, I was at size splitters years ago when I first started going there and oh, I was Tampa. Don't even guy, get me started about that guy. Rest his soul. You know, he's really still alive. <laughs> Well, I thought he died. Oh, oh no! He, you know, you know who I'm thinking of? I'm thinking yeah. of the the Kansas City guy because yeah. they're the same guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same guy, exactly. But Bobby, I mean, we were walking up, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not selling tickets. Money's tight." And then I just went, "Is that the new convertible Mercedes?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to take a ride." Yeah, I was like, "Okay." He is a nutbag. Okay, I love that him. dude would put like I, he wants you to stay in his little shit condo. You know? Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I was like, I refuse. And then it was this whole thing. Billy Gardell had to call him and be like, put Eric in the in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It, look at, and then the hotel was shit. And the hotel was shit, you know? Well, hang on, stop, because Mush is going there with me next week and he's staying in the condo. Mush, it's not bad. I'm <laughs> oh, just yeah. better than you. Oh, you I'm bring, than you. bring some Clorox wipes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bye, yeah, buddy. Get, well, get listen. The toxic people. Good. All right, guys. It's good to see you guys. I'll see uh, you on Twitch. And maybe me and you will battle it out in a couple months. Uh, fuck, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, and I, also, I also have this for people, too. Be right back. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when I have to take my Pepsi AC, I go. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. You guys are great. You. Talk to you guys soon. Take All right. Care, Thank care. you. No problem. Um, that was fun, man. He's great.
That was awesome. Uh, we still have the names to read. Let's read the names, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Now, first of all, I want to thank everybody on Patreon. I want to thank all the ladybugs that are watching um, YKWD. Uh, hang on. Now, that's disgusting. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out to the show, uh, Chris and and uh, JC. What a show Saturday night. It was good to be back on stage, and it was great to watch um, um, a master, Ron Bennington, just go up and do his thing. And, of course, uh, Rich Voss and um, Jim Florentine stopped by, and we hung out at the end, and we trashed each other and had a fucking great time. So uh, it was great. Everybody that came out to Lakewood, uh, Blue Claw Stadium, thanks so much. Make sure you go to uh, Sidesplitters.com. We are going to be there Wednesday night doing a live. Calter and Kelly, uh, Mush and Joe Russell will be there, and Austin will be there. Don't interrupt me. Uh, and we'll be there on Wednesday night unless it's important and I'm fucking up. And uh, we're going to have a blast. Go ahead. What are you going to say? No, I just want to make sure you're giving the – because it comes out on Sunday. So, yeah. So you're, you're correct. That's why I didn't keep going. I was. <laughs> All right. So uh, make sure you buy your tickets, sidesplitter.com. Uh, I have another date going up today. Uh, so check my website, robertkellylive.com, for any dates I do have. They'll be up there. And as I cancel some of them, uh, I apologize if they're up there, but they will. some of them will be getting canceled. And what else, Mush? Oh, well, make sure you follow us at uh, YKW Dude Podcast. Uh, if you're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and make sure you're liking, subscribing, doing all of that stuff, commenting. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. You've been doing a lot of that, but even more of what you like lately, and we yeah. love that too. So, they been, I thought they chilled out with what they don't like. No, I mean, there's some people who are always going to say what they don't like, but you know what? As long as you're letting us know, it's fine. Can we get rid of them? No, they're not being rude. They're just being honest. They're not what don't no, they like? The shows have been great the last four or five weeks. Uh, some people don't like certain on-air talent. Um, so, <laughs> oh, Gabby. But They hate Gabby. All right. <laughs> some people do. But just know, there's, also a lot, there's been a lot of people defending her, too. So Just know that I keep Gabby because it makes you mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. So, But yeah, and also... Yes, patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. You guys who are a member of this, if you like the podcast, if you want, look, we get thousands of views every week. We get 19,000 subscribers and more. Please go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. Become a member. $5, $10, $25. You pick whatever you want. You get a ton of stuff. Calter and Kelly's up there. Only Friday episode. And you get to come to the jerk-off party where you get to hang out with us on Saturday night in a Zoom meeting. The only podcast to hang out with its fans uh, live uh, every Saturday night. And also, you get the extra 10 on YKWD. And you get live YKWD, Calter and Kelly, every single day, unedited, right to you. So that is it for a price of a cup of coffee. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly and become a member and become part of my community. And here we go. And I will also read your name off. Dang it. Oh, no. I see a lot of tens. Game <laughs> <laughs> uh, clear. $10. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Michael Arnold, bow, 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 $10. And then Amanda Elliott, thank you for being a member. Bow. Uh, $5, right? And then we got Christian Kololofkloff. Christian Kolkoff. Bow, 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 bow. Matt. Clifton Hirsritz. Kellen Park. Pow, 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 pow. $10. You get fireworks. You got Patty. Oh, Patty. Patty. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You get Fernando Hedegalago. Thank you for being a member. Yes. Ten of those. John, five bucks. Thank you very much. Turner, you get that. Ten of those. Joseph Borges. Matthew Brunger. Is that Matt Brunger, the one we know? No, it's Matt Brugner. Oh, nice talking to you. What's up, Matt? And Jason Frank, I want to thank you guys. From the bottom of my heart for being a part of this, patreon.com. This is what I'm doing during the pandemic. I'm in here doing shows for you guys every single day almost. And uh, I think you like it. I think you like it. It's a fun show. It's not too heady. It's not too crazy. We talk about serious stuff, but we, we're really here to have a laugh. Oh, that was fucking a good show. Eric was so fun. Eric's amazing. He's a lot of fun. I really like Eric. I've always liked him, and he's so honest. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> she's been asking herself for that for years. What do we got over here? Let's talk to Le- Melissa. Love you too. Greg Shepard, soon to be on Twitch. You fucking Barbie, get on Twitch, you cocksucker, and fucking play the games. I'll be on there. Fat JC, he's Borgies, you motherfucker. What if Patty is a boy? Hey, I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, of course, we have Stan on. Awesome show, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, Chris, Lou, Greg, Chris, Lou, Greg, Sarah, all you fucks in there. Thank you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Calter and Kelly, new episode. You know what, dude? We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the YKWD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty, shitty jobs.